Yeah, Justin, I had, had no idea you went to GP Atlanta, dude. Before yeah. <laughs> to do top 64 with goblins. <laughs> no, I ended up just scrubbing out with goblins. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to episode 17 of Eternal Implications Podcast, the podcast that definitely doesn't let our friends sleeve our decks. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm Josh, your host, and I'm joined by Travis and Justin. How are you doing, Travis? Doing all right. Just got back from Atlanta, and I'm excited to talk about it. I'm also joined by a legacy goblin master himself, Justin Kalstead. How are you doing, Justin? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm glad to see goblins, so I'm happy about that. Uh, how are you doing? Doing well. I'm on a long, long, crazy stint at work while one guy's on uh, time off and another's in training. So 15-day stint of open to closes. Uh, so it's nice to just talk about magic and not think about work. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, today we're uh, we're gonna discuss the DQ at the GP, uh, the top eight, and Travis top eight at a PTQ. Yes, yes. Pretty and <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll start with a brief discussion of the DQ. Uh, it's Bob Wong. Um, he was DQ'd from uh, GP Atlanta in round six um, after a deck check from Mark Cards. Uh, story goes that he and two friends were sleeving a variety of decks all weekend, just preparing to do their gauntlet for the tournament and stuff. And somehow his lands were sleeved in one batch of dragon shields and uh, like matte blacks and the spells were sleeved in a different batch, same color technically. Um, judges determined there was a discernible difference and they DQ'd him. There's a bit of skepticism in like our local group chat and stuff, which you're not a part of, Justin. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do you what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I'm really interested on in hearing Justin's thoughts on this first, just oh, because yeah. I actually like sat next to him during the gp and uh i'm pretty certain he didn't but what do you think yeah it's i mean when i sleep up my decks i sort it out completely i go you know i get all my lands make sure i have all the lands all my instants and sorceries all my creatures i make sure i have everything perfect yeah and then from there i sleep my deck so i can 100 percent see him making sure he's everything get everything nice and sorted you know rank of cmc or whatever people like to do and then from there, go to uh, sleeve it, and he has his buddy help him sleeve, and the buddy grabs the lands. And I, it seems like I, I understand the DQ. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it is marked, but is it on purpose? I don't think so. Yeah, didn't this exact same thing actually happen to you in Portland a few years ago? What? Uh, like he didn't de- get DQ'd. We caught it uh, beforehand. You had like the white, uh, the mix of white sleeve, Justin. Like they were two um, different, like. Uh, Two different brands or two different cuts or something. Might have you right? I, I'm not sure. The one thing when I think of sleeving with me, I think of sleeving on the train in Portland and uh, losing your Caracas and losing. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, Yeah, he he found him. They weren't on the train. Thank God, he found him. What almost a year later? Yeah, it was about it was about a year later. I'm going through old sleeves, going to throw them all away. I'm like, hey, it's feel kind of hard. Foreign Caracas, foreign Dryad Arbor. It's like Russian Dryad Arbor. Yeah, uh, Legends Caracas. That was the weekend you bought that for in Blackwater Savannah. Um, but uh, yeah, I like I've I've been there like Dragon Shield. Like I have a shit ton of like the purple ones and they, they're very different. Like they always are like minor mix from several batches usually. So it's not a huge deal. But when I go to a, an event, I always pop a box and sleep from there because of situations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks. I don't think he did it on purpose, especially like seeing bob play like he's a pretty aggressive shuffler like i don't think he's trying to slide of hand anybody i, I don't know miscut sleeves could help with that i guess but i don't think this is a, a yuya situation <laughs> yeah that's one of the things i'm considering because it's the same penalty which would be marked cards now as i'm looking at photos that he posted on twitter of his deck it's pretty hard from even like a, a minor distance away to determine which cards are marked and which one aren't. Yeah. And yeah, I just have to think he's telling the truth. The girl who helped him sleeve the deck and sleeve multiple decks that weekend, she wrote, man, probably this like 20 post thing on Twitter, this tirade. Yeah, I saw that. About how it would have, how it happened. And it just seems extremely plausible to me. So I would be reticent to, you know, ban him like they did with Yuya. Because with Yuya's situation, you could tell the Tron lands had these like finger nail marks. <laughs> and it was it was really damning. So in his case, I don't think he's in the same boat. No, I yeah, I agree. Like 
Bob is Bob. Like he's a pretty good guy. Like the only other situation that comes to mind with him that people are ever, you know, like, Oh my God, he, he did this um, was the Boba Rickmos thing when he was playing Grishel Brand. Are you familiar with that situation? Oh, news, news to me. His what did he opponent do? named Boba Rigmos oh, with that, Needle. That was him? Yeah, instead of Boba <laughs> Rigmos Enraged. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's two different magic cards. People were mad at him about that, but I'm like, dude, they're two different magic cards. I can understand if they go yeah. chase and there's this implication or whatever, but Boba Rigmos is a different magic card. <laughs> but that's one of those things. That's why they changed the rule. And that was one rule change I was for. Yeah, because... a rule change did happen around that. Yeah, it's because of him. There's a whole rule change. Like, yeah, I yeah. do agree with the rule change. And it, this is also the same thing where it's like it's the same as that one where, yeah, technically the intent might have been different, but it still is like, you know, he still did name the wrong card with this one. Yeah, the intent might not have been there. But from a judge's standpoint, you can't just be like, well, I believe you. Yeah, keep it, going. Like, it happens like Hoagland, uh, Hoagland a few years ago, uh, got the same penalty and the top it going into the top eight of uh, an SCG event. Um, I think that's been about four years ago now. Um, that's when he was one of the BCW guys, I believe. Wow. Uh, BCW or Legion, something like that. But yeah, he got a, he got a DQ. It, it knocked him out of the top eight. So that was pretty crazy. Maybe that's why he doesn't play competitive anymore. Uh, or it could be because he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, Shots uh, fired. But uh, GP Atlanta top eight was uh, two copies of Storm. Or no, Storm, two copies of Teamer Delver, two copies of Depths, Burn. Burn, top forward. Yeah, I was super stoked about that. That list was super clean, too. Uh, Jessica well, Mentor. It was not clean at all. There was a skewer of the critics in this. Oh, it was great. Uh, Jessica <laughs> Mentor and then Crab Gak. Crab Gak is yes. ridiculous. Like, it's just a port of a modern deck with a better mana base. <laughs> yeah, so it's Tariq Patel. He made top eight at SCG Syracuse, I believe. And then he also made top eight mm-hmm. here, GP Atlanta, a week later. So I think it's just unique to him because it's not even on the radar for the top 64 that Channel Fireball posted. Yeah, apparently he and Zan like both tested it. Uh, Zan Syed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's part of that. What team is that? I can't remember. Um, oh, Lotus Box? Yeah, yeah, Lotus Box. He and the Lotus Box guys tested that. Um, but yeah, Tariq like, zoned in on it. Kind of the same way Zan does for humans. I don't even know if he really plays humans anymore. But yeah, uh, Tariq really, really attached himself to that deck. Um, I, I saw him posting on Twitter about it a lot, and uh, he and Zan were streaming together with it. But yeah, the uh, top 64, we had 20 copies of Teamer. Is that just t- a Teamer in general? Is that Teamer Delver? It's Teamer Delver with all sorts of varying numbers okay. on Hex Drinker, on uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. People are just uh, messing around with like Spell Pierce or Spell Snare. Just a bunch of different variants yeah and then uh just guy mentor eight that deck's really interesting to me yeah i was surprised it wasn't even on our radar last podcast when we yeah. talked about legacy like two days later after that i saw um uh that cheater got caught the dude who was like double land dropping or something i can't remember what it was uh it was just like a private fnm or an ec mcq or something was it the german guy yeah it was the german guy he was playing against the just guy mentor deck I was like, oh, this is super cool. Like that dude was playing like a secure the waste, which I thought was interesting. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like super late game. Here's like seven tokens. Like I thought that was super cool. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see that pop up. Five, five of the the depth decks. I'm assuming that's a mix between like slow and medium depth. Yeah, a lot of slow depths. Yeah, nobody really does fast depths these days, I guess. And then five of the four color snow decks, four uh modern red prison, dragon stompy, whatever you want to call it. Three Dredge, three Sneak and Show, three Four Color Loam, two Black Red Reanimator, two Storm, one Gak, one Burn, one Goblin. <laughs> yeah, there's just a bunch of like really crazy one. Food Chain, uh, the Hypergenesis deck, <laughs> one Death and Taxes, one Humans, one Infect, one Artifact Prison. Um, Which Humans? There's another modern deck port. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you do pick up a lot of a lot of really good cards though. Um, and then I mean, uh, do you in the main board besides like recruiter? That's like two of recruiter. Recruiter's insane, and sanctum prelate. Yeah. What oh, and recruiter? mother and palace jailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was right. gonna say palace jailer's the biggest one. I even saw palace jailer pop up in the Jessica mentor list a couple mm-hmm. of times. Yeah, I've seen that. When you become the monarch in legacy, the monarch. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, 
you just stay the monarch because mm-hmm. there's so many decks that are so light on creatures. Nobody's attacking you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our prediction for the top eight though was Rug Delver. Well, we were right about that. Uh, four color Delver, Red Prison. Yeah, we missed out on four color Delver. There were literal zero. Yeah, none. Uh, that deck fell off hard. Uh, Black Red Reanimator, which people were apparently very prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ant slash Tess. We we hit it on that. Blue white, blue white, just kind of. It was not in the top sixty-four. No, that surprised huh. me. But these uh, these rug decks are kind of prepared for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Pyroblast is a yeah. good magic card. Yeah, and then depths and sneak and show. So we got uh, was depths in there? Yeah, there were two depths decks. Yeah, two depths eight. decks. So we hit depths and no sneak and show though. Um, yeah, that's another deck that fell off really hard. Well, they beat me. And then, <laughs> and then no one else. To lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, before before we jump into that, uh, what were your first three rounds? Your first three losses? Uh, yeah. So round one, I played against the Jeskai Mentor deck, and in that testing, so cool. I hadn't lost to it. I was playing a bunch of Pyroblast. I was playing uh, a variety of uh, cantrips that I could draw my Pyroblast Snapcasters to get them back, and my opponent just on turn four played around days by playing monastery mentor and then cast six spells and i died yeah so sounds like your opponent was very good (laughs) so i've never heard of the guy before but he was very solid yeah and then round two i lost to sneak and show it was a ridiculous match where i got leovold in play and then i cast liliana's triumph to kill their grizzle brand and they paid seven life to draw one card and i was like what the heck is going on? And later he told me he was trying to find a blue card for his force of will, and he found it. I was like, oh, you got to be yeah. kidding me. I, I was salty for you. Like, when you sent that picture, <laughs> yeah, I was salty for you. As soon as he did it, I called the judge. I want to take a picture of this. And <laughs> the judge was like, <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then round three, uh, let me think. Oh, it was Death and Taxes, which was another deck that I hadn't lost to. Yeah, that but, seems like it would be good for you. Yeah, I was even playing three of the Plague Engineer in the main. Yeah. And I just didn't That's draw. That's crazy. I didn't draw in either game. So. It's okay. Justin's witnessed me lose to Death and Taxes three rounds in a row as lands. That is extremely <laughs> improbable. Yeah, uh, they had Sanctum Prelate every time, and they knew what number to name. <laughs> it's not uh, hard. <laughs> no, it's two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. It was really... Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I had a situation where I uh, like where I needed to call the judge for a picture. Um, Justin, were you at the 1K? Uh, that 1K that I top aided at Time Vault? No, I was not at that one. You, yeah, you didn't get to play at that one. Um, I was playing against uh, Mono Red Sneak, and he sneaked in an Emrakul and attacked me. And the only thing I was left with was a Black Land and a Deathrite Shaman. So I let him attack me, and then I untapped and killed him with the Deathrite Shaman. Was he at two? <laughs> yeah, he was at two. Oh, like he, he did the math wrong. So I had a moment where I called a judge. I was like, can I get my phone for a picture of this? My opponent wasn't happy about it. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> See, was... I would take a picture if he was laughing and like, oh, ha ha, you know, no, draw seven. He wasn't seven. happy about it. He was, he, was, he was a dick to me the whole time. I offered to draw oh, okay. with him because I knew yeah, I was man. first seed going into the top eight if oh, I won. No. I offered to draw with him, and he's like, no. And uh, I was like, okay, man. Like, I had heard this dude bragging about Monored Sneak the night before. So I put a humility in my sideboard just for him. Uh... And game two, I had it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, he, he got me game one, and then game two, I humiliated him, uh, humiliated him out. Humiliated him. Yeah, I humiliated him. And then game three, he attacked me with the Emrakul. I was at one life with Deathrite Shaman and a Bayou in play, mm-hmm. and I activated my Deathrite Shaman and killed him. Like, he was so mad. But I had to get a picture of it. Like, it, it was his fault. Like, if he would have just drawn with me, he would have top eight it too. Sure. But uh, because of that, he did not. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah, Travis, let's uh, let's talk about modern for you. I'd like to start with uh, how you've been cheating me for the past. Six okay, months. okay, yes, this is true. You <laughs> piece of human filth. Before we do, I want to <laughs> just give a shout out to Cyrus Corman Gill. He was on Storm and actually took down the whole GP. Yeah, he's thirteen and one, I think, at one point. Love watching that dude stream. Yeah, Wait, modern. No, uh, legacy. No. He won oh, the, okay. uh, the okay. legacy GP. Yeah, he won the whole legacy GP. He's a fantastic character. I played against him at a PTQ before and was just the nicest person. Very I think personable I've ever met. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I highly recommend you watch his stream, uh, subscribe to whatever he's doing, follow him on Twitter. He's a neat guy. Yeah, he's great. 
right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I top eight at a PTQ, uh-huh. but I have an admission first. <laughs> okay. So I haven't played Infect in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, and previously I had been like mixing and matching, I don't know, probably a hundred different cards that I would play because I, I have a foiled infect deck and now it's expeditioned out and it's just like super nice. It's probably, it is. It's, it's very nice. But, uh, between like mixing and matching cards, I was playing 62 cards in the main and 13 cards in the side. And like, I had recently switched to Bant so I could have three fairy in there. And somehow I had five blossoming defense. Five. five yes, that's true. I, it was not four. It was five. Yeah. And I didn't realize it. And they're all foil. Yeah, they're all foil. So this is... In modern, how many cards can you play of one? Of one card? Oh, it's still four, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I know you don't play modern very much, but yes, I was completely breaking the rules at my LGS for a very long time. Uh, Cheating me and Kale for months. (laughs) Because I I haven't adjusted the list because ever since Modern Horizons, I just, uh, I haven't been able to do anything with it online. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna put this on the shelf and I'm gonna play snow. Yeah. So I've been doing like this teamer snow thing. I've been pimping that deck out. That's anyway, a sweet deck. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. So last second, I realized I have five blossoming defense, and so I also realized I have 63 in the main or 62 in the main. So I have to make uh, switch a couple cards in and out. I put the Teferis in the side. I take a blossoming defense out, and I play the PTQ with a 14 card sideboard because I only had 74 playables. Uh, last second, I couldn't get another like, you know, random foil veil of summer, and so those are nice foils. <laughs> so anyway, played fourteen cards. Uh, I basically had five buys in this event. Yeah, <laughs> and you only had to five zero to top eight. Uh, if you go five zero, then you can draw in because there was only one hundred and ninety two players. When you say five buys, does that mean you're playing against uh, more novice players, easy matchups, or uh... both? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so I don't want to name names, but my my round one opponent was on Tribal Allies. Like, this is a fifty five dollar PTQ, and that's a deck I'd play at our. That's Saturday. a manage my heart. Like, it's, yeah. it's a fun deck. But yes, it was really fun to play against. I wouldn't play it in a PTQ. My opponent had over fifty life when I killed them. Yeah. Each game. Looks like he took a game off you, though. Yeah, so game one was the most ridiculous thing ever. He turned three 32s me. Holy crap. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I might have to sleep that up for but, a Saturday. Yeah. But then uh, uh, game two, I killed him on turn three with a Blighted Agent. Yeah. And then I did the same in round or, or game three. Yeah. So. Round two, played against a Humans player. Uh, seemed pretty stock, except for a couple of cards. But... There were just very obvious misplays from my perspective that allowed me a window to win. Uh, I should not have won that match. I know uh, if I would have played against some of the humans players online or one of the people in town, I would have lost. Yeah, you've got the benefit of playing against a very solid humans player most weeks. Yeah, so there were just very clear misplays that allowed me a window, and I took it. Then round three, my opponent was on this blue-red build, and mind you, they're 2-0 and at this point, but they kept one landers both games, and I obviously didn't, and I won. Was it like Blue Moon, or do you know? I didn't get to see much. I got to see, uh, in game one, a Force of Negation pitching Shadow of Doubt. Okay, yeah, but, likely Blue Moon. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah. But uh, opponent uh, should have just used utilized the London Mulligan. Yeah. Hey, I, Force I, of I, Negation, that's, that's, that's a... That, oh, that's you don't need mana to cast that, so, I mean... <laughs> that's Why a deck that plans? benefited heavily from the London Mulligan. Uh, I've seen the the Shadow of Doubt builds from like uh, the Pen Sword. Like mm-hmm. he, he streams a lot of the blue red decks. Um, Kamiski is his last name. Uh, Jacob. I, I watch him stream a lot, and uh, he was playing the Shadow of Doubt builds because you could mana screw your opponent. Like yes. especially once they know you're you're playing Blood Moon, they try to fetch around it in game two. You Shadow of Doubt them. Shadow of Doubt or Squelch. Yeah, Love I, that I, I'm playing Shadow of Doubt in mind right now. And I'm Okay. Uh, and then you played against Eldrazi Tron. This was probably my only tough match in the Swiss. The The opponent had turn two Thought Not Seer, and when they played Eldrazi Temple on turn one, they were on the play. 
I left up Spell Pierce because my deck insta folds game one to Chalice. Yeah. I just assumed my opponent was going to play Chalice on turn two. But they had turn two Thought Knots here and proceeded to slowly beat me down. Then game two, I beat him on turn two. Uh, just that's how in fact yeah, works not, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then game three, we had this long drawn out game, but at no point was I ever worried about it. In fact, my opponent misplayed really early on by putting a planes down and then took it back and played another card. And then when he was finally down to just one card in hand, I already knew it was a planes. And so I didn't have to play around anything. And I just went for it. And then Green Tron, I think I've only ever lost to once, and I probably played 50 matches of it. It's yeah. extremely favorable for Infect, and I played that in round five. So when I got to top eight, I was the three seed, and the top eight was Jund, Infect, Ponza. There were two green Tron lists. Which One I of was... them only playing 17 lands. You know that, right? No, I didn't look at the list. Joe Lissette, yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. He wasn't in the top eight that I was in. Really? There must were, have been a different one because they posted the numbers. There, like were two, posted the... there were two modern PTQs okay. that weekend. Uh, then Eldrazi Tron, Scapeshift, and Ad Nauseam. If you're much of an Infect player, you know this is like your dream scenario. The only problem was Jund. Jund. So it was your first matchup, Jund? And so I got paired against Jund, of course. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's kind of just because I had five buys going into the event that at some point I was going to have to play against a real deck. So, <laughs> at some point. Yeah, and it just happened to be the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah, yeah the other one. So if I would have won my round against Jund, I would have been against three Tron decks in the semifinals. I just cannot believe I did not get there. Um, I'm still reeling. And <laughs> I, I you know, took a day off uh, today just to like go for a walk and kind of calm <laughs> down. Well, I mean, seriously, I've never been so close to a pe like a pro tour invite. And yeah. uh, this was, well, that's not true. I've been close, but this was the closest. And so uh, that was my PTQ. Uh, the person I beat in round five, the green Tron deck ended up winning the invite. And oh, like, nice. The guy was from Canada. His name's Adam. Uh, uh, Looking forward to rooting him on at the players tour. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Joe's list real quick in the other PTQ. This is really interesting. Go for it, man. He was trying to keep this secret. Uh, understandably, this is very different. Um, he's only playing 17 lands. Three forests. Yeah, three forests, a nurturing peat land, a blast zone, and then four Vichers of land. Like he's not playing around. Like four Warren Coil engines, three Thrag Tusks in the main. Um, I played against main deck Thrag Tusk this week, and holy crap. But he's on the Karn, the Great Creator package. Um, yeah, like, this seems nuts. Four Veil of Summers in the side. Yeah, like, he's very all in. I'm really confused by the Veil of Summer. I'm guessing that's because the creature that you can sack it to destroy a non-basic land. Yeah. Because most of... Fulminator Mage, right? Yeah. Most of the... My, man, if I was going to go against Tron with some sort of control build, I would be playing... Uh, some sort of like stone rain effect or molten rain effect. Yeah. And Veil of Summer just doesn't do anything to that. No. I was, um, I, it's worth mentioning, um, we've got some guys returning that used to play to our locals a lot uh, that drive like about an hour and a half to play. Um, one of them was playing Tron this week and I was playing Esper Control. And uh, that's unfortunate for you. Well, actually, like it didn't feel that bad. Uh, How many we, fields are you playing? Two. Okay. Um, I'm just so stocked up on counter magic. Uh, that I was able to counter just about everything he did. We went to game three and went to time, unfortunately, but I, I was going to win game three. I was going to win game three. Um, I had resolved a Lyra, and uh, he had no cards in hand, and I had a Snapcaster Mage in hand and two Esper Charms in my graveyard. He's going to top that Gulamog. You know yeah, that. that's what the Esper Charms for. I got two Esper oh, Charms and a Snapcaster Mage. It's sure, fun. Sure, sure. So, and that's how I grinded him out, was just Esper Charms and counter magic. I cited in, you know, two ceremonious rejections, two oh, uh, two Dovin's vetoes, two disdainful strokes, um, that put me at three Dovin's vetoes in my seventy or in my main deck at that point, mm -hmm. um, and a shadow of doubt, which is good against their Sanctum of Vugan. I did that once. He cast uh, he cast Karn and triggering his Sanctum of Vugan, and I shadow of doubted him and cryptic his his Karn, bouncing my Snapcaster Mage. He gets Snapcaster to Esper charm him in his draw step, and then I just had Jason play. 
and took over the game with Chase. That was game two. And then game three. How's it feel, buddy? Oh, it was really good. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm playing Esper right now. I haven't, I've never played an Esper control deck in modern before. Hmm. Um, ever. I know that sounds weird. Um, I'm playing mostly Waffletop's list from GP Gint. But his like, he was playing no force of negations in the main, which I was like, this feels wrong. So I played two force of negations and two Esper charms instead of four Esper charms. But uh, otherwise, like, how'd they work out? Uh, I mean, okay. Like, I mean, they're they're good against draw. <laughs> and <laughs> I was also playing uh, two lingering souls in my sideboard over the two plague engineers because I don't want to play engineers right now. Good. <laughs> well, I ordered them. Crap. <laughs> so like, it's. I do want to mention just plague engineer by itself. I, I used to think red and six was going to be the problem that killed infect, but you can play around it. It's engineer. It's sorcery speed, but an evergreen like just a uh, knight of souls betrayal stapled onto a one-sided knight of souls betrayal stapled onto a creature is with death touch unbelievably with difficult to fight touch. through. yeah i had to fetch a, a a dryad arbor and pump it with Pandalhaven to block it to yeah. kill it and then end of turn on my turn he just hologon commands it back yeah i'm just like Ooh. it's like uh, what do you do at that point you lose is the answer. just leave up five of them josh next time you play against travis oh i will uh, yeah, my justice. five blossoming defenses don't do anything against a plague engineer. <laughs> Literal zero. <laughs> so I started playing mana leak in the sideboard. But... Yeah, we were talking about this. I'm going to be playing some remove souls going forward, I think. I'm pretty stoked about that. I just ordered another cool art one. Um, I think modern's in a wonderful place when we're considering playing cards like remove soul. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Uh, I'm really excited to try Jeskai. Just yeah. traditional Jeskai. I think it's in a good spot. Yeah, I was playing it for a bit, and then I switched to the Stoneblade variant, mm -hmm. and uh, that felt mopey. Like some people have had some success with it. I don't love it. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm definitely not married to playing uh, playing uh, Jeskai Stoneblade. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, that that's the other thing. Like I wanted to touch on. Um, how do you feel about Stoneblade in Modern? Well, I think it's terrible. Yeah, I, every time my opponent casts. Whether it's in a combo deck or a mid-range deck, anytime they cast Stoneforge Mystic, I'm so thankful that they didn't cast like a real spell <laughs> yeah. or like something that actually mattered or ended the game on turn four. Because, yeah, yeah you can go ahead, Justin. But I was I'm... just saying, if you're going to tell me that Stoneforge Mystic got unbanned and it's worse than Niv-Mizzet Reborn... Oh, it is. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's no way i'd be like oh yeah stoneforge mystic that's you know borderline playable uh this niv mizzet five color edh card <laughs> look i called shotted on the niv mizzet deck weeks ago mm -hmm. and then i was talking about it again last time that deck is great did you buy your pillar of the prunes i know they're 30 dollars. i know <laughs> i'm not gonna touch them right now uh but uh yeah holy shit like is I this just like is this modern Nick Fit? Is that what this deck is? Like, I'm just looking at... I want to call... It's Niv Fit. That's what it needs Niv to be Fit. called for now on. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, this looks like a Nick Fit list, where it's just you jam all these cards. Like, this is a cool card. Justin, Justin, Justin. You might be right, buddy. Justin, you should play modern. I would watch that stream. He owns humans <laughs> and, uh, in fact, in modern. He just never plays it. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. We're going to play some modern, uh, modern in the first week of November, though. Yeah. Go down... Um, are you guys gonna play a shop? Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, actually this is worth mentioning to the Portland area folks. It looks like uh, Mox Boarding House will be opening um, the beginning of November in Portland. They've got their building secured and everything. They've got some events planned. Oh, um, is this some... is this language safe? Uh, by the way, can, can I, I mean, say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if Josh has been talking shit about your deck or anything like that. You'll be in Portland on these days. You can go there and just kick the crap out of them. I'll help. <laughs> Justin, how's that usually go? What happens? I, I, I tend to either win or do really well, buddy. I think he's saying physically harm you. Physically yeah. harm me. In a back alley or something. Yeah. I'll bring the taser. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, they've got some 5Ks coming up. Um, they should be opening at the beginning of November, and they've got some modern and legacy 5Ks coming up, and I'm super, super ecstatic about that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, because Time Vault closed, and we used to do their open series a lot, and I've done well in those. Um, so I was really I was bummed that they closed in so far that uh, I didn't have events to play, 
less bummed that uh, they screwed me out of uh, GP buys. <laughs> so yeah, good riddance that. to that. The shop is not even open, and you still hold a grudge against a non-existent shop. Okay, this is the ancientest of grudges. Uh, so <laughs> Avison's collar, dude. Uh, so <laughs> let, let me explain why. So the GP that 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 I went to after that, that I would have had bias for. So I w- I would have had my buy. I would have dodged the stupid mono red prison deck in modern. I was playing Jeskai Control. And game one, I played out like a blue-white deck, so he would sideboard out his Blood Moons. But he sideboarded wrong. He left in all four of his Blood Moons and his Magus in the Moons. And he did it on turn one twice. And I was so mad. Not only because I missed out on a buy due to Time Vault, but because this guy sideboarded wrong and I still died to him. Obviously it's correct. Well, obviously. (laughs) But... (laughs) You sideboard out your Magus of the Moons and some of your Blood Moons against Blue White. It's common sense. They they play a million basic lands, and he's like, "Nah, man, I I I don't care." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so buys was the biggest thing that I came away with. I had a buddy who was on Mono Red Prison playing at GP Atlanta as well, and he got paired. He had one buy, but round two he got paired against Mono Red Painter, Ugh. which just isn't. A deck like no i've played a lot of legacy and i have yet to run into that one yeah so. there's the blue red and white red painter decks mm-hmm. that are playing like the Karn package and stuff and arkham's astrolabe and like the new welder but yeah if but you Monterey, if you could yeah. have two or three buys the odds of playing something like that are so low god yeah it's so frustrating like to lose to gutter jank when a you bad deck it. back in 2014 yeah <laughs> when you've gotten shafted out of buys it it feels so so bad, but yeah, no, that's my takeaway. <laughs> Travis is a cheater, and uh, Bob Wong isn't. That's my takeaways for uh, GP so, Atlanta. Yeah, I have to admit it. I wasn't going to, but then I thought, you know, everyone's gonna know I played with a fourteen card sideboard. I better just break the news. <laughs> so, Good man. It is what it is. So now, since you admitted it on this, can we push for the DCI ban? Or uh, that's my plan. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to get him canceled on social media. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to push for the DCI to ban him. I think that's the only solution, to be quite honest with you. I'm actually a huge fan of cancel culture. So, <laughs> uh, it's only fitting that this is my end. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is it. This is, this is, my fate. This is the fate I've wrought. So, you have, the funniest part of this whole PTQ was I couldn't remember what my sideboard was at one point. And I, I was 4-0. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm certain I'm going to get deck check next round, which I did. So I go up to the head judge between rounds. I'm like, hey, I can't remember my sideboard. Can I, you know, see my list? And he's like, yeah, no problem. You got anything spicy? I said, yeah, I'm playing 14 cards. <laughs> the look he gave me. <laughs> yeah, I've been cheating my LGS past half year. Uh, so I'm playing 14 cards because I'm a pile of human filth. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, if I was a judge I, I mean, and some I, guy didn't know his deck, and then is playing not even the full fifteen cards, I'd watch him the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the best part was the like the whole time I had to count my sideboard, and I would count to fourteen, and a couple of my opponents picked up on it, and they're like, "You counted to 14 It's like, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> you're right. right. <laughs> I know." Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's like, how come Justin gets judges that are gonna like? aggressively give them warnings about tabernacles and then you get judges like here's your list buddy <laughs> i just have that face that punchable hateable face i guess you're vegan <laughs> they, can, they can smell it they can smell the brussels sprouts and they, kale they, they, yeah they smell the kale <laughs> do, do you drive a prius no he he dodges a he drives a volvo okay we can <laughs> but uh yeah no they can smell the kale on you they're like mm, this guy missed a tabernacle uh, well, instead of just putting his creature into the graveyard, let's aggressively give him game losses because I'm tired of looking at this match because it's the last <laughs> one going because standard was a Golgari mirror. And yeah, which was me. And then our modern was burn versus I don't remember, but it was over quickly. Uh, Freddie, I think it was burn versus Tron. I lost mine. That was like the only match I lost that weekend. And then uh, Freddie was playing like burn versus Tron or storm. Either way, a buy for him. So we're just, it's all hinging on Justin. And Justin's over here like, I don't need to pay for Tabernacle. I'll just lose instead. 
<laughs> is it just a theme to bring this up in every single podcast? Like, <laughs> I will never let you live this down. <laughs> Anytime Goblins top 64s, we're going to have to talk about Yeah, that. it's obvious. <laughs> okay, I'm going to play Goblins every single event just so I can go ahead and just like win an event to bring that up every single time. Well, I mean... I'm like, going to get back into Magic just to start playing some more. Travis's team was technically three real decks that weekend, and we did better than him. I don't know if Ad Nauseam in Modern is a real deck. It's definitely not now. Then it was questionable. I mean, it's updated this PTQ. Well, <laughs> I mean, Keanu well, like came in second with it Saturday. Like the deck's still trash. Like, <laughs> oh, we should talk about that judge call because he called me at like 3 a.m. on the East Coast, furious about something. With- oh, dude, yeah. So I want to bring this up, and this is actually a good lesson. This is a great thing to talk about. Whenever you are trying to explain something to a judge or making a judge call, especially at a smaller event, make it well known what you're doing. Um, Do not vaguely shout um, card text and expect that to get you the answer you want. Um, Okay, I don't know what happened. I just know what he asked me. Yeah. He asked me rules and I gave him the ruling. Yeah. But and I did afterwards. Uh, So here's what happened. Walk me through it. Um, So I'm playing Esper versus Tron. Was it? Okay, it's not uh, your matchup. You weren't playing against No. Uh, Esper versus Tron, I'm playing. Uh, and Keanu, a good friend of ours, um, is also quite obnoxious. I love him <laughs> to death, but he's incredibly obnoxious. And loud. Uh, very loud. Um, I've been playing all night. Um, like I said, I've had a long couple of weeks at work. Um, I just got done walking my new hire through some situations on the phone. I was a little frustrated. Um, I went back to my match. Uh, very enjoyable match. And Keanu's just yelling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm just trying to ignore him. And then he shouts, is damage the same thing as life loss? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, but I thought it was. I was like, no. I was like, that's how I was like, oh, people worships out with Cedra. And I was like, ask Rob. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, funny, funny. And that was it. And I went back to my match. Well, afterwards, it turned out that they can't read. <laughs> that's the whole judge call that's uh, all he asked yeah he didn't call judge he didn't say hey if i have phyrexian unlife out can i resolve spoils of the vault without dying um he said is damage the same as lo- loss of life and i was like no no and everybody said no uh so uh humans ended up winning uh winning that game uh i it didn't end up mattering like he lost the match anyways that was game two so he lost the match anyways. Wait, was he, he playing really ad nauseum? Yeah, he's playing ad nauseum. That's the entire deck. Like that's that interaction right. is the entire deck. Right. They misunderstood though that because he was already at negative life. Uh, I guess the question was whether he could cast or not. That's not important. Uh, the important thing was is if you have a question for a judge, be be certain in your phrasing. Don't ask a vague question into the air, especially at smaller events where your judge might be playing a game or whatever. Um, call call for a judge. The reason the the thing of raising your hand and yelling judge exists is so that it cuts through when you're when you're already, you know, talking at a certain volume and playing in a matchup, people aren't paying attention. And then when you ask a vague question into the air, you're going to get a vague answer. Judges also aren't going to give you strategic advice. That's the important thing to remember. It's like, you know, can I redirect this to my, you know, spell skype? Yeah. Is it going to do what you want? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't ask vagueness. And uh, that's an important thing to remember. And it was a hard lesson for him to learn. You know, I'm glad he learned it in a $5 tournament. <laughs> but uh, he was he was very upset about it. It ruined his evening. He and I had a long phone conversation afterwards. Um, I felt bad for him. Uh, but it's important to know what you're asking and, and be specific. Yeah. So press F to pay respects for our friend Keanu. Yeah. He's no longer <laughs> with us. I'm pressing F. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it, it was rough. Uh overall though, Saturday, like you missed out, Travis. Like I'm glad you top aided your PTQ and everything, but that's one of the more fun Saturdays we've had. Uh, a couple of good friends of ours are moving back to Denmark soon. So where we've been uh just been jamming, having some fun, playing some magic. I sleeved up Esper, played against humans, uh didn't draw a single one mana removal spell and uh we played five games. Uh, we played our two and I lost, and then we played three more, and I didn't draw a single one mana removal spell. Four paths, three pushes, and the 75. Also playing Anguish Dunmaking and Kai's Guile. Didn't draw any of those. Uh, it was really yeah. rough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got super punished. Uh, like, that should have been an unlosable matchup for me. And uh, I just got trounced instead. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, our good friend Keanu. He he sleeved up ad nauseum playing Jace Wielder of Mysteries. Oh, which can't be correct. Um, <laughs> he's convinced it is because he saw it on MTG Goldfish. Um, <laughs> so it is what it is. But uh, that's blue, 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 colorless, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Super easy to cast in your incredibly greedy <laughs> well, mana base. Play Black Black Lotus and uh, sure, yeah. But uh, I'd rather uh, not do that. I'd rather not waste my colored mana sources. Yeah. Rather use, you know, my. Uh, oh God, what terrible lands! They, they, all their lands are terrible, right? Like I guess they no, play Sea Cream Coast. They play Temples. Right, all their <laughs> lands are terrible. They play, they play Sea Cream Coast. That's the only real land in their. I guess Gemstone Mine is that the name of that card with that the, the mining counters? Yep, it's on. Yeah. yeah, that's a good card too. But yeah. A deck's just a bunch of bad cards glued together that happen to combo. I've had a I've had a grudge against Ad Nauseum forever. I've never really thought it was good. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the modern metagame is is you know poised to have a lot of breakthroughs right now. Uh, Blue White Stoneblade is doing well somehow. Like hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, so we can talk about the metagames real quick, and then we can sign out. Yeah, the modern metagame is fairly wide open. But there's a couple of decks that kind of stand out. So for me right now, the deck that I think is most well-positioned is Burn. Yeah. Uh, Burn has game against the other top four. Uh, so like uh, Tron is kind of a buy for Burn yeah. in my experience. Uh, Burn has game against Jund as well. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is either like a Jeskai or a four-color Wurza build which utilizes the snow lands and astrolabe and kind of combos out. But uh, if I were to, you know, be proficient with any 75 and modern and go to a PTQ or a GP, I would probably be playing burn right now. And I'd be pretty happy about that decision. But those are kind of the four in modern that I'm kind of watching. Uh, Tron is very tempting because if you can dodge burn, you've got a really good matchup against all the mid-range stuff. So this is this is my one to watch for right here, Titan Shift. It, it's on the upswing, and it's got a lot of game, especially against Burn now with uh, multiple main deck offset at Bayloths, because um, you can cast Bayloth pretty quickly. It blocks all their stuff. It mm -hmm. gains back your life that you've lost. Um, I think I think Titan Shift's really really well poised. Um, its Tron matchup is close. Its Jun matchup is pretty good. Um, because even if they thought seize your escape shift, you're still just going to kill them with a primeval titan usually. Mm -hmm. um, so I, they're they're pretty stocked up on Colligan's commands and fatal pushes and lightning bolts these days. Those don't line up very well against primeval titan. No. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, I titan shift I think is the deck to watch uh, okay. in the in the coming weeks because it's good against the blue white decks. It's close against Tron. It's good against Death Shadow. Um, and the burn matchup I think is getting closer. I don't think Burn's a good matchup by any stretch, but I think it's getting closer. Do you think Wurza beats Titan Shift most of the I don't time? know. I don't know that matchup. That's why I didn't comment on it. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I got to imagine it's got to be close, though, especially post-board. Titan Shift's got a lot of tools to work with that they can tutor for, even, mm -hmm. um, because of Summoner's Pact. Um, they also get access to, like, uh, Force of Vigor, uh, which is, can be a beating against the Wurza deck. The Wurza deck that I, that I think is secretly the best is the Paradox Squad conversion. I, I keep seeing a lot of talk on Twitter about it, mm -hmm. and just having a, a static ability on the Saheli Rai that kills your opponent is pretty powerful. Yeah, that's that's notable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also hit on the Legacy metagame. So currently, it's completely dominated by Teamer. She's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, this is kind of unprecedented. I think we're going to see a ban. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Ayers won a PTQ with it as well. He was playing all what he called all bad cards. <laughs> yeah. And the reason he calls it that is because he's playing Stifle. Yeah. And he's making fun of this Max guy, Max Norton, who uh, put together no bad the, cards. Yeah, NBC, no bad cards. Yeah. And he played all, all bad cards. But Teamer Delver was 20 of the top 64, and everyone kind of knew it going into the tournament. And the only deck that really punishes it is Storm. But you yeah. have to kind of master Storm to be able to run 15 rounds with it. Yeah, and that matchup can still be punishing. Like, it's, really? it's good against Delver, but it can still be punishing, especially if they're playing Stifle. Yeah, so Stifle. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It's like, with you know Stifle, Counterspells, and a Fast Clock, I mean, it doesn't seem like Slam Dunk. 
um, know, by any but means. If you tap out on turn two for uh, Ren and six, yeah, they can just yeah. kill you. Unless you have Days Force of Will, but Duress goes a long way to help mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it sure does. So yeah, beyond Teamer, you can pretty much play whatever you want, mm -hmm. and you just have to put in the 10,000 hours and master the deck. Yeah, I still play lands. <laughs> yeah, and you can get away with it. Yeah. I mean, Looping Wasteland is still good. But I think it's notable that Jarvis didn't even play lands. He, yeah. was, he was the top eight with Teamer, yep. and he's probably the most famous lands player, him and Jody Keith. And uh, mm -hmm. Jarvis didn't play. I don't think Jody went, uh, but Jarvis didn't play lands. I think that's a pretty notable uh, thing, which is pretty depressing in and of itself because uh, <clears throat> the deck just got a new tool in Ren and Six. But I mean, Teamer's a hard matchup for it. Yeah. Uh, there are some decks that I think get pushed out of the format because of Teamer being so good. And we didn't see Black Red Reanimator put up a showing like good. we thought. <laughs> Only you, Landon, uh, EW Landon on uh black red reanimator did surprisingly well everything else was just like pushed out four color control was another one demir death shadow isn't going to be a thing uh so like you don't think death shadow is going to be a thing going forward no i don't it, it loses so hard to the four color deck as well okay so teamer is just what you need to be playing if you have to go to a tournament tomorrow but if you have a thousand hours with like can show or miracles you can get away with. I'm thinking you well. a thousand hours with Joe. That deck is uh, <laughs> I don't know. JP Anglishu, he's uh, top three on the leaderboard. He also didn't have a good showing. Yeah. So I, well, I'll tell you, looking at this metagame minus Storm, I know what I'd sleeve up. Depths. Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, depths that's... is up there. Um, and goblins. And this, is, this isn't a god damn it. Get out of here. Uh, this isn't a. Uh, and Justin's going to see this coming a mile away. When Teamer is doing this well, Nick, Nick fit. fit. Hey. <laughs> like when Caleb was doing well with the deck, it was because Delver and like the blue white decks were dominating. And we're looking at the metagame now. This could be prime for the resurgence of Nick Fit and Maverick. Those are the two decks that are really good at punishing decks like this. I like four color loam too. Yeah. Chalice. Yeah. Four one. color loam also very, very good against it. Um, I just, uh, the, the, th the trade-off you get between Maverick and Loam is you get your Chalice and Loam, and then in Maverick you get your runes. So we'll give her runes in this metagame. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's uh, you know it's very interesting to see. you know Nick Fit pops up here and there. Yeah, I, it's a very meme deck. I get it, but like Pernicious needs been... a card. Yeah, that's yeah. a card. The deck's been good before. Uh, like it's weird to see all these Mox Diamonds looking on Cold Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well the reason. Mox Diamond is so good right now is because you can turn two or turn one Renin's like so easily in yeah. a bunch of decks. Yeah, and then like you got uh like Ari Lax playing like the Mystic Four combo, which is yeah. super cool. Shout out to Sosurus who basically built this and then got like twenty five undefeated leagues with it. He's typically a modern prison player, mm -hmm. but just threw this together and it's kind of taken off. Yeah, Ari top 64 with it at Syracuse, and I was like, holy crap, that's super cool. Like, I watched him play against, uh, uh, what is the name of that deck? Uh, Bomberman. And it was super cool to watch. Like, he just locked him out of the game, and I was like, holy crap. But yeah, now, like, I'm sitting here hunting for, like, Nick Fitless, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's not popped back up yet. Nothing. Man, if people start playing Maverick again, and we're having Rug versus Maverick with Bomberman in the format. I'm like, it blast from the past type of thing. <laughs> the, yeah. the problem is you're a Thalia deck, and Ren and Six just crushes Thalia. That's yeah, true. It really does. I mean, the answer is obviously to just play Blueback Ninjas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> On that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, it's, been, it's been a fun one. You know, we had a couple weeks off there between traveling and, and work and stuff. We're hoping to get back to doing this uh, this weekly. Hopefully we can get Justin on here with us more, especially with Freddie being as busy as he is. Um, but other than that, I think we're going to tonight, guys. Um, we uh, we hope to see you next week. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, where can everybody catch you guys? You can catch me on Twitter. That's probably the best option for me. At Travis underscore 8427. Every so often I stream. Uh, now that I'm jobless and <laughs> living on... I shouldn't laugh at that. Social... Yeah, I mean, I I think it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I'll be streaming a little bit more. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be streaming Modern Jess Guy tomorrow. 
Uh, so yeah, I'll come heckle you. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, new new. It's always sunny as long, so hopefully it doesn't coincide with that. But <laughs> you can watch the vod. Yeah, <laughs> but that's at Travis eight four two seven on Twitch as well. Yeah, and you can find me at Ours is the Fury on basically everything except Twitch, and I'm out in RA on there. I'm in tr- streaming horror games again. Um, <clears throat> once I have a little more time, I'm gonna get back to streaming, or I'm gonna get into streaming Magic. But I've been streaming uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology over there. So if you want to see me shit my pants in fear, it's a it's a good place to do that. Uh, you want to plug your wife here, Justin? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, tell us about your wife's watercolor painting. I, I follow her. Yeah, actually, oh, I don't. Um, well, you should. Um, but now, Convince if you want to go, if you want to go down to waterdownartco.com, so just waterdownartco, so co.com, that's her website. She actually has a website set up where she's selling uh, paintings, prints, cards, coasters, you name it. A lot of it is abstract for, uh, florals, then you got a lot of like little plotted plants, a lot of flowers, just kind of fun stuff like that. Um, I saw a piece I'm going to order for my office. I'm not even kidding you. Paintings. Uh, one of them's of a live show and one of them's of me playing magic, but I like her art's great. So you guys yeah. really should check it out. <laughs> no, it really is. And she teaches classes with that. If you happen to be in the Eastern, mid Eastern, whatever it is, Washington area. But, um, but yeah, no, I definitely check out that or at least her Instagram, um, which there is a link to Instagram on that page. And you can see, wow, she's pretty. And you'll think, wow, I'm pretty too. But no, <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, according to the judge, I have that ugly, hateable face. So, you know, okay. I think it was punchable. Was it? <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, it was okay. a punchable face. That's all right. I'll give you general forehead kisses shortly, Justin. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, guys, with that, we're going to call it a night. Thank you guys so much. Hi, right. have a great night.